Welcome to the Employee Co. HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson. With me is my brother and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And Jason Izod, our Vice President of HR. Hi, everyone. And of course, Nick Navarro working the board. Worker, worker, worker. Yeah. This is actually a new board. And if you're watching our HR chats at all, uh, new uh, new camera, new video system. Wow. Yeah, Fancy. In, in the studio with Nikki Navarro. It's so. so good he'll have to Vaseline the lens because <laughs> it's so detailed HD. It'll make us look thinner. <laughs> so, uh, so Jason Scott, uh, one of the things that we're hearing a lot in the news that uh, a good topic to talk about is uh, stay interviews. So it's kind of been thrown around, but uh, not a lot of people talk too much in depth about it. Yeah, I think it's a good time, a good thing for employers to think. I mean, we're still at like losing Bureau of Labor Statistics is still seeing around 4 million Americans quit every month. In all of last year, there was over 50 million people that quit their jobs in the United States. It's just crazy. So we might be coming out of the great resignation, but I think we're maybe plateauing or coming out a little bit. But we're there are still there's still a significant number of employees quitting and planning to quit. And, and, and you know, and, and that quitting, you're seeing the kind of the mixed numbers in the economy right now. Uh, you're seeing the quitting, but you're also seeing the new hire numbers. So it's not that they're quitting and not going back to work. Right. They're, they're going somewhere else. Yeah. So. Yeah, LinkedIn had a survey uh, not too long ago that 60 to 70% of Americans are planning to quit in 2023. More on the, the younger side, the millennials and Gen Zers are planning to quit. But if you average all age brackets out, it's about 60 to 70% of U.S. Americans are planning to quit in 2023. Which, you know, the last statistics, I, I don't know if you've got anything updated since since COVID, but when we looked at in 2018 and 2019, when you look at your Gen, Gen Zs uh, and millennials, that uh, the average length of someone staying at a job was 2.8 years. Yeah, it's good. If the younger employees, less than three years, right. move on to the new, new job. And so one of the things that we had put in place is we... Uh, a lot of companies will give you a, a, a stay bonus, anniversary, anniversary yeah. bonus. So five years, 10, 15, 20, we put in not just year one, but year three with a thought of, you know, if you're 2.8 years, get you the year three. And if you're year three, then you know, it gives you that much to stay, give you that much more time on your culture. Right. Exactly. So yeah. we've had, we've had some success here with that, but I'd be curious, is that number now, less as you come out of COVID, is it, is it dropped under 2.8 years? Yeah, that's a good, good question. Because then you, you know, then what we're talking about stay interviews, which we haven't started talking about yet, uh, that much more important. Even more important, right? Yeah. Because the, the retention that you can get for your, uh, your employees, when you look at the cost of, it's a, you know, still, it, it's slowly moving to an employer market instead of an employee market. But when you look at your cost of recruiting, your onboarding, training, your training. Yeah, it all adds up. Even just the hard dollars, if, if you need to hire recruiters, let's say 20 to 30% of their annual wage, their gross salary, that by itself, and like you said, the, the, the training costs, the soft dollars associated with the time spent and getting them up to speed and the, the benefits and all that, all that other fun stuff. Yeah, say you, you, know, you, you hire a $40,000, you know, just throwing that number out, you know, your cost of your recruiters ten dollars to $12,000 up and front. And let's be honest, a lot of recruiters, I'm not bashing the industry as a whole, but a lot of them just want to throw a body in a position and they don't care if it's going to last. They want it to last whatever the contract is. And, you know, just going that process, rarely do you get a high quality, you know, like an upgrade for that position. On your entry level position. Yeah. Yeah. You're just basically patching a hole and 
hope that it sticks. But you know, let's talk stay uh, stay interviews. So, Jason, do you want to walk us through what you're uh, what you're seeing? Yeah. So, stay interview sounds very complicated and intimidating, but basically, it's just a conversation. Typically, it's between the the person's supervisor and the employee. The frequency we'll get to in a second. Sometimes it's annual. Sometimes it's monthly, quarterly. Um, but it's a conversation between the the supervisor and the employee, or the supervisor. It's not it's not a performance review where the the manager is going to be telling them, "Hey, I think you did could have done a better job on this project. Way to go on this responsibility." This is a, a more informal conversation where the manager is talking to the employee to get their feel about wh- where are the roadblocks, what are you seeing, is there anything frustrating, what are the what are the things that you like about your job or or the department, uh, are there things about the company that you you're interested in that you're not familiar with. Right. What makes you want to work here? Right. And then at the same time, what bugs you or what makes you not want to work here? Exactly. And I, I think you're 100% correct when you look at it more of a conversation. And it's not, you know, and you, you as a supervisor or owner or whatever your role is, you know, go in with the thoughts of this is, you know, my goal of this, this is kind of, it's going to be a stay interview conversation. I don't think you need to set that up with your employee exactly. and say, Hey, let's talk about stay, but and you know, it's a conversation of how are you doing? Do you like what you're doing here? What you know, kind of what your goals are? But really, it's not performance management. It's not a performance review at all. I would, I take it as you want to have that employee feel good while they care about me. Yeah, exactly. And that's going to encourage them to stay. And there could be some themes that the manager or the company learns. So if you have two people in the department both saying the same thing, something roadblock in the department, their position. That's something that not only is good for the company to know to fix it and streamline the efficiencies or whatever it might be, but that will help if there's uh, overarching themes that you're seeing across a department or a division. Right. So I'll throw out a couple of uh, questions about motivations for staying. That uh, So you know, straight up, what motivates you to, to stay here? Uh, what do you like most about your role? Uh, what's your favorite part of your workday? If you have to rate how happy you are within your job, where would you be on a 10-point scale? So it's things to try and That's a good one. evoke you know, the thought process. Tell me about a good day at work you had recently. There, you know, psychologically, you're going into the past. You're thinking, they're thinking up a, a, good, a good thought, good memory. Uh, and if you were a close friend asked you about your work, what would you tell them? And I like all the questions. What my recommendation is, my personal preference is not to have it very structured and the manager's writing down answers on a piece of paper. You should be really actively listening. Right. Yeah, this is, I don't think it's a, I'm taking notes. Right. I'm thinking it's have these questions in the back of your mind and it's a, you're listening. Exactly. Take all the notes you want afterwards, right. after the person leaves. So you kind of, you know, it's it's a temperature check. Exactly. And maybe some questions you mix up. Maybe if you're going to be trying to do this monthly, bi-monthly, uh, maybe some questions like, hey, where do you see yourself? Are you ever interested in a promotion? That's probably not monthly or bi-weekly or even quarterly. That's maybe more of an annual question. Like right. Some people may be very happy in their current roles. They want to stay where they are. Maybe that changes in two years. Maybe they're yeah, the five-year outlook. Right, yeah. 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 And mix up the questions and you know, throw in some things you know, in, in the back of your mind that as uh, you know, why would the person think of leaving? Tell me about a bad day or what frustrates you about working here? Oh, that's good too. You no, know, they're able to find yeah, right? right. And, and what frustrates you, that's great for change management. So uh, if it's bugging you and I didn't know it's bothering you, let's make that change. And if it's something that's, you know, can help make the office or workplace more productive by, you know, it's, it's just some great feedback. 
And I think the younger generation, now that uh, yesterday I was mistaken for being a boomer, <laughs> I'm Gen X, really. Um, uh, the younger generation, want, they've been raised all through college, high school, grade school, being talked to. What about your feelings? What about your feelings? And I think okay. as employers, if you're older, you have to do this for this new generation where it's they want to be in touch with their feelings and they want you to be in touch with their feelings. So this is the best way to do it to kind of keep them happy and feeling that you care about them. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it, it, you're exactly right about the, how people are raised. We were, we were with some really good friends last week, and she's a teacher, and she said every day she asks her students, how are you feeling today? Yeah. Yeah. We don't ask that. In the <laughs> no. Scott, how are you feeling today? Bloated. No. <laughs> good crowd. Well, that's why this is on a podcast right. and not a video. Yes, I have the face for radio. So, yeah, find out about their feelings. And the more you can get out of this, this day interview, the more you can impact change. And I think the more that you could help lengthen the term of employment. Right. And, and in some situations, uh, let, let's say the supervisor is the problem that someone might be looking. We, we cover this in uh, HR chat videos potentially coming up uh, do an employee engagement survey that's anonymous. That way you can get, as a company, get feel for anonymously how do the employees feel about their manager or the leadership or the responsibilities or the benefits and things like that, where if someone's not comfortable talking to their manager directly and not, it not being anonymous, maybe the best way to go outside of that's the anonymous employee engagement survey. Yeah, we're big advocates of anonymous surveys. For us, you get so much more information out of it than you would People like, oh, well, they're going to know it's me. I don't want to know it's them. Right. I just want to know what they're thinking and what we could do to improve. And, and Jason, as you do this a lot on behalf of our clients, do you ever see in services, I don't see it internally where they may single someone out. Do you ever see that in clients where like this person is just bad? So, so typically if the uh, reporting division or department has enough employees that are, are answering the survey, typically it's five or more, then if the employer is generally recommended that it's okay to get down to that level. Yeah. But if you only have one or two employees in the department answer or division answering the survey, you don't want to ask, narrow it down to your, your, your supervisor because then it's less anonymous. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to, th you know, uh, thinking, okay, you, so you find out you've got someone that needs some coaching or how do you, uh, and you don't know about it, you're a large organization, you've got 300 people, and it, this is still a, you know anonymous generic survey, uh, unless you have an idea of, of somebody or what's going on, it's a little bit harder for you to track that down for the change management. Right. I mean, sometimes we always recommend some open text, open-ended text questions, maybe towards the end of the survey. So maybe some people, and we do see this, sometimes people put the manager of whatever department does a bad, bad job giving positive feedback. or so, so sometimes people do include it where they kind of name names but outside of that yeah it's kind of sometimes hard to identify which areas really need the attention mm -hmm. yeah so it's i i think they're super helpful and uh, you know, the more general probing questions you can do during the co course of your conversation i think it's going to help you in the in the long run yeah i agree do you feel appreciated and it will prevent the year-end or quarterly shock when you do the uh valuation oh, yeah. yeah so that they're not like oh my gosh you know i meant that Think open communication's great. We just like uh, performance reviews, you know, make them more conversational and do them more often. You know, yep. Don't wait until December 15th to do a, uh, a performance review. Exactly. I, you know, try and take people's temperature during the course of the uh, course of the year. Yeah. And if you have any questions, we're, we're happy to help uh, provide guidance on what the STE interview or an employee engagement survey would look at, like hr.employco.com. We're, we're here to help anyway. 
any way we can. And your HR Insight uh, newsletter, Jason, are awesome. And a lot of this is covered in these, and we get a lot of our topics from these. And we also get uh, listener topics, which are great. So if you have any suggestions or want to hear anything, send it to us. And if you'd like to receive a copy of the HR newsletter, Jason sends those out. Uh, and, and Nikki Navarro, uh, outside of working aboard, he uh, he's our, the, handles all the graphics and uh, it's the an amazing the, job uh, putting together the newsletter. You've got the content, but the look and feel comes yeah. from uh, from Nikki Navarro. Yeah, so if you, so if anyone if you're not receiving it, you want to receive it. They're pretty quick reads, some pretty good links. Just send uh, us a note at hr at so, Jason, as you're as we're talking about the economy, as we try and wrap up, to, so we're not too long. Uh, you know, you've got the stay stay interviews. Uh, markets change a little bit, but you're still seeing the four million uh, four million people quit. You're seeing new hire numbers up still. Are you getting a sense yet from our clients that are they still actively hiring a lot? Are they slowing down some hiring? Yeah, it, uh, it depends on the industry. Uh, some of our clients in the tech industry are are actually going through some layoffs. Um, but some other some other tech positions and non-tech industry companies are looking for tech employees. So it's a really kind of a wide range. But yeah, I would say the majority of our clients still have that help wanted poster in their front window looking for for employees or the job ads just aren't bringing in the quality of candidate they're looking for. I think most of our clients, at least over 50%, still would say there's a labor shortage and they need some some quality yeah. help. I know we're still hiring, looking to uh, add to our team. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, you drive down any main street, you're going to see help wanted ads. I mean, it's crazy. Right. Last topic or, or question. So a, a follow-up from uh, one of our last podcasts. Last last week we talked about Chat uh, GPT, so which you know had yeah. some had some fun with that. Uh, so recent press. I think this was earlier this week. The uh, IBM announced that they they're not terminating people, but they're going to. Uh, not replace them, uh, about 7,000 people because of AI. So they're implementing AI into their, and most of it's coming from a, a lot of that non-replacements are coming out of the HR department. Well, yeah, I I, I wish them the best, but I, I hope, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do an about face on that or at least hire some more because I just don't see AI. We're getting to the place where if an employee asks a follow-up question about what medical plan I'm in, is that the one with the PCP and the and AI is like what's a PCP? So it, it is. I, I I just don't think we're quite there yet to have real humans replaced by AI, at least on the HR side. Yeah, I think that's what sets us apart yeah. as well as our individualized service. Not to ring the bell or anything from a commercial standpoint, but you know when you look at the AI, you uh, we were with a Jason and I were with a prospect yesterday along with Griffin and uh, you know. Who they're using now, they have to, if they want to talk to someone, they have to fill out a ticket to actually yeah. speak to somebody. Yeah. You know, with us, you've got the uh, a dedicated person in Jason's team, a dedicated person in, in the payroll department. So AI, uh, you know, and everyone tells us AI is going to you know, change our business, it's going to reduce your team numbers. We don't see it here because of the indiv individual service that people want. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, it's a great Sales generator for us when companies start. Yeah. You have to call a call center. Oh, I, I mean, we've yeah. all called Comcast or the electric company and like, hey, I have a problem with customer service representative. I mean, it gets so frustrating when you're talking to those companies. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, we're just not there yet. Agent. Yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> understand you. Agent. Agent. Help. So, uh, you know, you're 
you're seeing uh, more. I just uh, it caught me that uh, they're going to produce that. They think they'll save that many jobs by AI. And we had just talked about it in last month's uh, podcast. So, yep. but, timely subject. Yes. So, but we appreciate you joining us for uh, for this month's podcast. Questions, comments, send it to HR at employco. Dot com. Dot com. And we're, uh, we're on all the social medias, so feel free to reach out to us with any questions or if you have ideas of the future shows. So appreciate you guys joining us. Thanks. Thank you.